welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm so glad you're here with me for this episode. You know, last week, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, uh, you're not going to know exactly what I'm talking about, but we talked about why we should fail and how we should fail. That yes, failure can be a good thing for leaders. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you're going to have to go back and listen to that. But today I want to talk about why sometimes goals fail. Why do we sometimes come up short as leaders and why this is important? Because usually in the month of March, we all experience that winter spring blah. We're caught in the middle and we feel down and depression rates are high in the month of March. Discouragement rates are high in the month of March. And it's it's just interesting that I've we've seen this trend over the last couple of years. And I've also noticed this is where good goals go to die is in that month of March for some reason. The excitement of January has worn off. Um, we, we, we survived into February. And then for some reason, we start getting into towards March and boom. And so it's at the end of February when I'm recording this episode. And uh, I just was reflecting myself on how this has hit me. And I started thinking about why good goals fail um, or why goals fail, period. And so we're going to talk about seven things that uh, why seven reasons why I think they fail. And we're going to talk about seven things you can do to keep them from failing. And so if you're ever stuck on this, let me just tell you, uh, you can get help. You don't have to go alone. KMCcoach.net is there for you. Uh, you can lean into my experience and others' experience uh, in the coaching program. We self-design every coaching journey for every leader, and we have special programs just for smaller church leaders. So if you're in a smaller church, don't think you can't afford coaching. There are scholarships available for you. You just have to take the initiative to say, I'm willing to invest in myself, and uh, that investment doesn't have to be a huge sum of money. We don't ever want dollars to stop us from growing leaders. Our mission at kmccoach.net is to help every leader live more uh, in, in a better way and, and to, to grow and to develop so that they can make greater kingdom impact. So we want to help you. So go over to kmccoach.net, sign up for a 30-minute clarity call, where you can ask questions, you can hear about the coaching program, see if it's a right fit for you. If it's not, I have other coaches that I would gladly recommend you join their programs because there are some good ones out there. There's also some really bad ones out there. There's some that if you pay for a little bit, um, that's all you're going to get is a little bit. Or you might get somebody that doesn't really have experience. Or There's lots of different things out there. But I have a group of coaches that I trust, that I know, that I have personal relationships with, 
and would gladly recommend if I'm not a good fit for you. So check out kmccoach.net because we can help you with goals. We can help you with staying on track. So if you're struggling and if you feel the pressure from your senior leader, you're feeling feeling a little fearful, a little worried about uh, sitting down and doing some evaluation with your leader, let me help you with some of those kind of things because we can help you get stronger. We can help you get better. We can find a goal-setting style for you because there are different goal-setting styles. Not everybody does smart goals. In fact, some of us need dumb goals. That's another podcast. But let's talk about this. Let's dive into this week's episode uh, of why goals fail. Well, one, we're going to start off right back on the off the bat. Easy for me to say today. Uh, you can tell it's a Monday. Some of these goals are just too big. Now you say, hold it, Tom. We're supposed to have big, hairy, audacious goals. Well, but you know what? Some goals create paralysis. They create fear. They create overwhelm. And sometimes we as leaders take and bite off way too much. Too much of a good thing is not a good thing. And sometimes we as leaders try to take on too much. We say yes to everything and we say no to nothing. And that's honestly why some good goals fail. Because we're taking on too much. Because things are too big for us. And we're not staying in where our sweet spot and where, where God has created us. But sometimes when we set in a specific goal, we've made it too large. And we know it. But we're trying to impress our leadership. Well, you know what? That doesn't impress anybody when the goal comes up way, way short. So that's one reason. Another reason, it's too small. Sometimes we go the safe route. And you know what? Safe goals don't help us win. Safe goals don't demonstrate God's power or his provision. Safe goals don't show how he has gifted and wired you as a leader. Nothing really changes with a small goal, a too small goal. Number three, self-doubt. Oof. Have you ever set a goal and you give them to your leader to show them what your goals are for the year and you realize, who am I to do this? I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I'm not equipped to do this. Or, oh no, I've got too many other things on my plate. And all of a sudden, paralysis by analysis, your self-doubt gets you going and you start analyzing. And all of a sudden, not only self-doubt comes along, but imposter syndrome hits you. And you start realizing, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, self-doubt can take down goals very, very quickly. Another reason why goals fail is you don't have real accountability. Yeah, you've given them to your senior leader, but they're busy and sometimes they don't even hold you accountable. Having no real accountability, having no real way to, to have anybody help keep pushing you forward is often why goals fail because you've kept them so private that nobody can help you and encourage you and cheerlead you. Another reason, they're not flexible. Some of us get so rigid, we're so system-focused that we forget things change. Life happens. 
more things get added to our plates. Sometimes we create too many goals and then we lock them down and they're so stuck that that flexibility makes them so rigid that eventually they are going to break or you're going to, to realize that that wasn't a goal that you should have put on the list to begin with. Not being flexible is a reason why goals fail. Another reason, you don't evaluate them. Sometimes we create these lists in January and we never look at them again until halfway through the year or at the end of the year. Goals will never be goals if you don't evaluate them. They're just dreams, they're ideas, they're concepts. You have to evaluate your goals on a regular basis. But everybody's going to be different on this. How often should you? I've had some of my coaching students. How often should I evaluate? Well, it's entirely up to you. Where do you need it? Do you need to check them monthly, weekly, quarterly? It's up to you. But you need to find a rhythm for that. Because without it, if you don't evaluate, you're only speculating. Last reason of number seven, why goals fail. I think it's because oftentimes we've been given those goals by somebody else. Or we're trying to copy and paste those goals. We see somebody else, oh, that's a good goal. I want. I should have that too. Yeah, um, it really was somebody else's goal is why it often fails. Because it wasn't your goal to begin with. So, too big, too small, self-doubt, no accountability, not flexible, not evaluated, belongs to someone else. You're just renting the goal, not owning it. Those are seven big reasons why sometimes your goals fail. So ask yourself, if you made goals in back in January, do any of your goals fall into this list? Are they prone to failing because of something on this list? So let's talk about how do we win? How do we make sure we don't go into the to the second quarter of the year set up to fail? What should we do? Well, if the goal is too big, let's make it smaller. And let's set up micro wins and micro goals. Break it down. Think steps not jumps. So celebrate those little wins. Celebrate those small steps. But take your goal and even split it into half or maybe even smaller. But break it down and make it more manageable. And it won't feel so overwhelming. And hey, when you go over your goal, <laughs> you can celebrate even bigger. What if it's too small? Well, you do need to make it bigger. But again, think in steps, not leaps and bounds. Take that smaller goal and say, okay, God, how do I make this bigger? So that people will see you showed up to accomplish it. What if self-doubt starts creeping in? 
Well, you need to ground yourself in your identity of who you are and whose resources you have access to to accomplish this goal. You know, one of the things that I've realized over the years, and it's really hit me these last couple of years, especially as I've gone out on my own to become a self-employed leadership coach and doing the ministry of restoring leaders, helping hurting and burned out and launching this basically nonprofit from the ground up from scratch, totally self-funded to start with as I raise my own support so that I can continue to do this. And it's been hard. And some of my goals have been have been beaten up and including this one where I've had self-doubt. Who am I? I don't have a business sense. I'm a I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd to shepherds. I love pastoring. I'm a kids pastor. Uh, I'm a family pastor. I'm not a businessman. How do I make money? How do I survive? How do I generate income so I can, you know, because it takes profit to fuel the passion work. And it's terrifying, folks. Trust me. <laughs> my 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 self-doubt hit me hard when I started setting goals about the mission of how many leaders I want to serve this year, how much money I need to raise. Whew, that one's terrifying. And I have to remind myself, I have a God who has the abundance, who promises an abundant life, who says, I will provide all your needs according to my riches and glory that I'll do more than you ask or think. So when it comes to goals and when you start looking at your ministry and what you've set, do you really believe God will show up in your goals, in your ministry and blow them out of the water? When self-doubt and imposter syndrome start to strike, you need to remind yourself that you are a child of the King. Maybe some of you need to hear that right now. Because you don't feel seen or heard. You're struggling with fear and doubt. You're struggling with, are you the right leader for this place? Are you going to get let go? Because your senior leader is going to see you failing. You need to strap up those pieces of the armor and remind yourself who you stand in. Listen, my friends, God is able. Don't fear. Keep fighting. What else should you do? If there's no real accountability, you need to get some and you need to get community around you that can cheerlead. So you need to share this with some of your team. They need to know your goals, not just your senior leader, but some closest to you that can help you and cheerlead you. This is why the KMC having a coach is so powerful because we can cheerlead you and encourage you and celebrate with you when no one else will and no one else gets it, but we do. It's been so exciting to hear from some of the coaching students I've worked with, some of the leaders I've worked with on these coaching journeys. And they, when they, their faces light up over a Zoom call, when we start cheering them for the success that they've had, the growth that they've had. Sometimes they don't even see it. Sometimes they don't even realize it until all of a sudden we go, hey, did you realize that you just knocked out one of your goals? And then they're like, whoa, we did. I did. Yeah. Having a community, having some accountability is explosive to growth. And the enemy wants to isolate you. 
the enemy wants to discourage you. The enemy wants you to feel that you're so far away from your goals that it's impossible. <clears throat> instead of being not flexible, instead of being so rigid, instead of being so dogmatic on, I got to get this one. How about have some flexibility? Give yourself some grace. Boy, leaders need to give themselves more grace. We talk about it, but we don't give it to ourselves. And sometimes we need to be flexible and we need to realize that, you know what? When I set that goal back in January, circumstances were different. Things have changed in this couple months and I need to adjust. Nothing says you can't adjust a goal, but you have to be flexible. That's not weakness. That's not going, oh, well, I got to downgrade this. It's not talking about downsizing at all. It's saying you've got to be flexible. You you may have to adjust the circumstances and the, and the parameters of what success looks like. <laughs> if you're not evaluating, you need to set up a regular evaluation time. You need to put it on your calendar to evaluate your goals. And you need to pull them out. Now, I recommend when, I, when I'm coaching leaders that you keep your goals visible. Put them on a small piece of paper and stick them by your computer. Um, keep them visible in front of you because if they're not visible, you'll forget them. Create some graphics for them. You know, do a little vision board uh, if you need it. If that's if that's better than having bullet points, whatever works for you. But give yourself an opportunity to evaluate how am I doing, and again, where do I need to adjust? Maybe where do I need to even kill this goal? Because this isn't even a reasonable goal. What was I thinking? Sometimes we need to be honest with ourselves and say, you know what? That was just not a reasonable goal. And I need to adjust this. You know, your senior leaders can respect the fact that you've been honest enough to realize that you made a goal that wasn't a right kind of goal. And then you go back and you fix it and you put it into a proper perspective. Still going to take work. Still going to take faith over fear, but you adjust it because you've evaluated it and you realize that it's just not there. And then what do you do when it's not your goal? When, you know, because a lot of us, especially children's and, and youth pastors, family pastors, sometimes we get goals handed down to us. And sometimes they don't realize, you know, or they forget that we have other things on our plate. So how do you manage someone else's goal? Well, first, you got to get real clear on what it really is and what it will take to succeed in that goal, to achieve that goal. So if it's somebody else's goal, I'm always careful to ask them, okay, what does it look like on your, from your perspective that I have achieved or succeeded in this goal? or even exceeded the goal. What does that look like? If there's numbers, I want numbers. If there's a description, I want lots of adjectives. I want to be very, very clear on the picture I have in my head is the same picture my leader has in their head so that together we're always going together. I want benchmarks. So if I do this, this, and this, I've achieved this goal. Is that correct? Did I hear you right? And I make sure my leader affirms that. If I'm not clear on it, I ask for clear clarity. 
because I don't want the enemy to create division or to create a feeling of I didn't fulfill and I failed completely and I'm going to get fired. I don't want the enemy using it against me. So I'm going to strip away all the barriers and I'm going to make it very, very clear. Okay, this was your goal. I'm going to work like crazy to get it done because you're my leader and I respect you and I'm going to honor you and I'm going to serve. But I want to be very clear on what it what it's going to take to get there and how much time it's going to take to get there and what it looks like for you to be able to say to me, job well done. So there's seven reasons why they fail. There's seven reasons that you can make them win. You can achieve them. I'd love to hear your thoughts. By the way, I want to give a shout out to some new listeners, Wendy and Mary. Um, thank you for listening to the KMC podcast and for joining our Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. It's an honor to have you as part of our community. Again, that's what the Kid Ministry Collective is all about. Helping you grow better. When Ron Brooks and I started this, this podcast and we started the Facebook group, it was to help really sharpen each other. We were a couple of children's pastors who wanted to get better at what we do because we wanted to reach more for the kingdom. And so we've often said we want to lead more to reach more. We want to become multiplication tables as leaders. And that's why sometimes goals are important. But I don't ever let goals stop me from letting the Holy Spirit move. In fact, I would say the whole big thing of why sometimes they don't, why they fail is because you've not taken them before the Father and asked, are these your goals for me and the ministry that you have asked me to steward? Let me tell you, over 35 years of ministry, the goals that have failed are the ones that I've failed to prepare and pray over. I failed to ask if this is where God is working and God, am I joining you in the right place? Because oftentimes we try to say, God, join me in this, bless this effort of my hands rather than God, is this where you're working? Is this where you want us to be? Is this how you want us to have impact? So I want to challenge you today to consider your goals. What are you pressing forward for? Ultimately, I hope it's to be the best follower of Jesus you can be, to love God and to love others more than anything else in the world. I hope that you're leading children into that same relationship with the Father and with others. Listen, again, if there's anything I can do for you, I'm here for you. If you're hurting, if you're discouraged, if you're overwhelmed, if you're ready to, if you're thinking about quitting, please find the Restoring Leaders Facebook group. Go to restoringleaders.org and hit the call, the call button. Set up some time to talk. It's amazing how many leaders I see out on face, in Facebook uh, and in other places on social media that are hurting and are thinking about quitting and are discouraged. And I offer help and they never click the button to call. Well, the, the life preserver is here. <laughs> the lifeboat is here. You've got to reach your hand up and take the hand that's extended to you. If you need coaching, if you want to grow yourself as a leader, you want to develop your teams, if you need someone to brainstorm with and dialogue with, invest in yourself. Put a little investment in there 
and get some coaching, either with kmccoach.net or find another coach who's got good experience, who's got a good track record, who will not just sell you their programs, but will help you grow and is more concerned about your growth than your money. I want to see leaders lead more to reach more. I want to see leaders knocking off goals because the kingdom is growing. Let's do that together. I'd love to hear from you in the KMC Facebook group after the, on this podcast. How are you at goal setting? What's some of your secrets? What works for you? Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Thanks for listening, my friends, and join me for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.